welcome to the Vineyard Cleveland podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information and other resources, please visit vineyardcleveland.org. Lord, I pray that you would open our eyes to see the new things that you are doing in this coming year, God. Um, I pray that our focus would be on you, and I pray that you would speak um, through me as I uh, share today, Lord, and I pray that you would open our hearts to receive what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. So guys, this is the part that you really want to pay attention to, okay, because this is going to be like the best part of my talk. It's infallible um, because I'm just going to read the Bible. (laughs) So you know that if nothing else I say is worth anything, this part's going to be good. Um, So we're going to look at Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19. And uh, that's going to be our main verse for, like, that we're going to be walking through for this devotion. And it says, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. That's Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Um, so the end of the year is often a time that people spend like, reflecting back on the year that just passed, right? They look back on the significant events of their lives, whether they were good or bad. Um, some of you guys might be thinking back and like, man, 2017 was a great year. I just had a wonderful time. I got a new job. I got a new girlfriend or boyfriend or wife or husband, and you know, everything's just going great. Um, for a lot of people, there might be struggles and difficulties that you went through 2017. You're just glad that it's finally over. You're like crawling across the finish line, finally making it to the next year. Um, Some of you might be thinking about personal events, and some of you might be thinking about world events. Um, Like there were flash floods. There were other natural disasters that happened um, in 2017. There were human disasters where humans would commit horrible evils and do things like that. Um, And then in our own country we had a culture that many would say was characterized by fear and division and hatred. Um, So some people might be so glad that 2017 is over and just let's move on to the next thing. And then other people, I I think that I often fall into this category where I am not really paying attention. I'm not looking back on the general swath of my life and I'm not looking forward and be like, oh, what am I going to do next? I'm just kind of like, well, today, here I am. Tomorrow, there I will be. You know, I'm just taking one day at a time. Um, so there's different ways to approach the end of the year, and we want to look at, uh, you know, kind of what God, how God was, you know, what God's suggestion is for us this year. Um, because when we look back, for better or worse, the image that we see when we look backwards is reflected on what we see when we look forward. So, like, if you had a rough year, you might get your defenses up and be like, okay, 2018, where are you, come on. Um, or you might be, you know, super positive and be like, okay, 2017 was great. We're moving on to the next year. It's also going to be great, and my whole life is great. Um, so for God's recommendation, we're going to, again, we're going to look back at that Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. It says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. So a disclaimer is that this is not the only thing that God ever says about remembering and, you know, passage of time and everything, right? So, like, there are times in the Bible where God causes people into remembrance. He says, hey, I want you to remember. Because when we remember things, um, it can instruct us on how we're supposed to live or how we're not supposed to live. And it can also be a boost for our faith. But 
today, this is the verse that God's putting in front of you, right? Because you're all here, and he didn't stop you from coming here. So this is the verse that, I, that we're having faith that God is speaking for our church and for you guys, um, is this idea to not be focused on the things behind, but to be focused on what is God doing right now, the new thing that God's bringing forth. We need to pay attention to what God's doing. So when I look at these verses, I see like four components that have to do more with us, and then four components that have to do more with God. Um, The ones that are addressed to us are, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old, behold the new thing, and do you not perceive it? Those are the four parts that are kind of more addressed to us. And the four parts addressed that are more about God are, hey, I'm doing a new thing. It's springing forth now. I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So we're just going to walk through these different parts and um, just kind of see step by step what God is saying. So remember not the former things. Like from, when I read this, the things stood out as like the benchmark things, right? Like the big events that might color your opinion of the, of the year, right? You could have, life is full of ups and downs, joys and pains, and you could have a benchmark moment. Like maybe a child was born somewhere in your family, or maybe um, you got a new job or something, or maybe it's a, a sad benchmark. You know, maybe it's the loss of a loved one. Maybe it's the loss of a job. Maybe it's the loss of a friend. Um, but as great or awful as these experiences may be, don't let those define you, right? Don't let that declare who your identity is as you move into this next year. Like, oh, I got a new job. I'm this guy with a new job, and this is who I am now. Like, don't throw your identity in that. Or, oh, you know, I lost my job, and I'm just a bum who has no job, and I just need help. Like, don't let those things define you. This whole, if you look at the verses around Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, it's filled with these callbacks for God's people to remember who they are, for us to remember who we are. And we are God's chosen people. We are his sons and his daughters, precious, honored, and loved in his sight. We're created for his glory as his witnesses. We're servants of the Most High God. So if you want to read Isaiah 43, I pulled all of those directly from that passage. So he's making sure that you remember, hey, this is who you are. Don't let those former things define you. You have unshakable value because it's not in what you do or what you've achieved that brings you value, right? We have value because the God of the universe loves us and says, hey, you are worthy. You're worthy of my love. You're worthy of my affection. You're worthy of my attention. Like, he's nuts for you. And so first thing is let's not focus on those benchmark things because the benchmark thing that we're focusing on is, hey, I'm loved by God. Um, And then the next step is similar. It's like, nor consider the things of old. And when I read this, to me, that's kind of like a long-form dwelling on the past, right? Like, I could have a benchmark moment, and and that could be just a thing. But when I'm considering the things of old, I'm like really just sitting in the past and thinking through everything in my life and thinking through the entire year and just really focused on those former, the former years. Um, And that, that can be dangerous whether I have a good opinion or a bad opinion of my former years, right? So, like, if it's bad, obviously, I could be coming with so much baggage, and I have, I'm carrying wounds, emotional and physical, from my past. Like, that's obvious how that can shackle you down. 
But even if you have a rose-tinted view of your past, like that can also shackle you down, right? If you are focused on, man, I remember when I was single, I was great, I had a fun life, I could do whatever I wanted, or I remember when I had that job, that job was the best job I've ever had, and the people I worked with were the best, and, or man, that was just a really fun time in my life, or the beginnings of my romance stages, I missed the old flames that we used to have. Like when we're focused on the past, even when it's good, it can keep us from seeing what God's doing now, right? And it can make everything that God, all the awesome things that, things that God is doing right now can suffer because you're too busy looking back here and being like, oh man, I miss those days though, God. Can we go back there? And God's like, no, don't consider those old things. I'm doing a new thing. Like, let's get ready. Let's move on. Um, so also, our tendency when we dwell on things that came before is we use that as a framework, uh, like our, our, our mental framework for what God can do now, right? So if I think that, man, I had these prayers last year, and they didn't get answered the way I got answered. And, I, you know, it, just, it can limit my faith for what God's going to do in the future, right? Because I'm building up my faith not on God's word and his promises. I'm building it off of my perception of my experiences. Like, I might not even be aware of what God was doing and how he was answering my prayers. But if I'm focused on dwelling in the past, I can fixate on, oh, this is the only way that God works. He's not going to do a new thing in my life. Um. That's not what God says. He says, hey, I am doing a new thing. And this is, this is an interesting part in my, like, four and four components thing because it both addresses us and it addresses God, right? So the first part of it is behold. And that means pay attention. Look. Hey, wake up. And then the, the part that the, from God is, hey, I'm doing a new thing, guys. You need to pay attention because I'm doing something new. Um, we can forget about our broken, wounded past because of Jesus. We can focus on the new things that God is doing because we know that he's got a plan for us, that he's working through, and that he's already started it in Jesus, right? Um, All of our mistakes and all of our regrets washed away, whiter than snow, whiter than all the snow that's covering our cars and our houses and our streets right now. Um, And... He took all the pain and the shame, not even the ones that just you did, but the things that were done to you. Jesus took that shame and that pain, too. He entered into that with you, and he's not going to leave you. It's just wallowing in that. He's moving on. He's doing a new thing. Um, and so we need the special command to, like, pay attention because now it's springing forth, right? God's new thing is already happening. It's not like, okay, well, in the future, God might start doing a new thing in my life. Maybe I'll just hold on to hope and hope that it's going to happen. He says, no, I'm already doing it. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Like, it can be happening right now in your life, and, God could, and you could be unaware, right? Um, one of the things, so later, like it, in the later verses, or in the later verses, it talks about um, how he makes rivers in the desert and a way through the wilderness, Right? And I'm thinking about the rivers in the desert and how someone could be in the desert and just suffering. And, man, this life has been hard. This year has been hard. I can't wait to get out of it. And the whole time, there's a river of life right next to them, right? Everything that they need is right there. But they're too busy focusing. Like, you know, if the river's here and I'm focusing over here, like, oh, woe is me. This desert is so big. I can't see that God is already bringing life into my dead areas. Um, So we need to pay attention. We need to look at what God's doing. And, like, if we are not spending time in God's word, if we're not spending time praying, if we're not seeking God in community with each other, then we're going to miss it. 
We're going to be wallowing and looking down at the ground, and we're not going to see all the awesome things God is doing above and around us. Um, I'm going to jump around my notes because my time is already out. Sorry. Um, so the wilderness, I like that image because the wilderness is treacherous, right? Like no one's like, well, actually people, if you're really adventurous, you might be like, I love the wilderness. But for the common person to be tossed into the wilderness is like, hey, here's a treacherous area. There's no signpost. There's no pathway for me to go. There are thorns. There are wild creatures. There are like cliffs and death, death like deadly things all around. But God says, I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. He's got a path for you. And what I think is awesome about this is that this whole verse of don't remember the former things, pay attention because God's doing a new thing and it's bringing forth and he's making rivers in the desert. It might seem like a cliche, right? It's like a hakuna matata type of thing. Like, oh, you don't have to worry about your past. Look ahead of you. Or like the sun will come out tomorrow. Like that's kind of thing. Um, but the reason why it's different for us is because it's the difference between a, an empty hope that's not based on anything, and a sure hope based on the promises from someone who's trustworthy, right, and who can make things happen. Like, if I wanted a Red Ryder BB gun for Christmas, and I'm just hoping for it, then it's just kind of an empty hope. But if someone who I know has the money and the resources tells me, hey, I already bought you this present, it's wrapped up and it's under the tree, I can look forward to that with a whole different attitude, right? Because I know that it's a sure thing that's coming up. So when God says, I'm doing a new thing, behold, it's coming. I'm making rivers in the desert. We know that we can take that to the bank. Um, And he already has written our paths out, right? Every day of our lives was written in his book before one of them came to be. That's Psalm 139. Um, And it says that he has plans to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us hope in the future right? So it's not just that he's like making a way like God's ahead of us hacking with his machete and like, well, I hope this ends up in a good place. No. He has a plan from the beginning. Everything that's been happening to you, even the hard things, God is turning the, is, has been using those to shape you and to work you into, so that you'll be ready for the new thing he is doing, right? So don't, so when you do look back, don't look back and be like, oh, I don't know why God's bringing me through this hard stuff. We can look forward being like, I know I don't know exactly why, but I know that what he's doing is a good thing. And I know that he's got good things ahead of me. And so I'm going to have faith, and I'm going to hold on to that, and I'm going to try to pay attention to this new thing God's doing. Um, so instead of looking back and saying, oh, God, why did you do this? Why did you do that? Today's a day to look forward and say, okay, God, what's next? Where are we going now? Um, and, you know, God doesn't have... He hasn't forgotten where you are, though. Like, even as I'm saying this, God's not being up there being like, hey, buck up, man. Don't you know where I'm going? Like, if you're struggling right now, God is, he's there with you. And he's not there with you being like, oh, I wish he understood. Get out of here. Come on. Get up. He's not dragging you, you know, through the desert. He's bringing those rivers there. He's bringing life into those dead places, right? And he, he understands what suffering is like. He understands what the wilderness is like. Jesus went into the wilderness for 40 days without food. I think he was suffering a little bit. Um, and so Jesus enters into that pain with us, but, he, but not just to wallow there with us. He enters that pain so that he can put our arms over his shoulder. He can help us stand up, and he can say, hey, I'm doing a new thing. Pay attention. Look for it. 
Um, and so that's just what I feel like God is calling us to do as we move into this new year. So I'm just going to pray, and then I think Jonathan's going to come up and uh, share the next part. So God, I thank you so much, Lord, that you are the God of new beginnings, Lord. You've already given us a new beginning in Christ, and every day, Lord, you bring us newness of life, Lord. I pray that you'd help us to focus not on our circumstances, not on who we think we are or who we think we have been, God, but let us focus on who you are and what you are doing, God. Help us to trust your plan, and I pray that you would lead us into all of those wonderful things that you have already prepared for us, Jesus. In your most holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jason. That was so good. Well, my name is Jonathan Cool, and we're team teaching today in a way, um, but uh, mostly uh, I'll be walking through an exercise with you. So um, we're doing this together, and it's good to be with you this morning. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Um, in prayer this week, I had a picture of my old basement, and uh, it, was, it was hilarious because... Um, you know, we, before we moved here to Cleveland, uh, we had a lot to prepare. You know, we didn't keep our house, and it wasn't too crazy, but our basement was one of those places that collected things, and you may have uh, a place in your house that collects things, I don't know. But, um, you know, when we look forward to the new year, and we look forward um, to what God's doing in our lives, one of the things um, that I find, uh, when he, pre- he wants to prepare us for what's next, Right? He prepares us in many different ways, but, um, you know, in my case, um, the Lord spoke to me and said, get the house ready. And for me, what that meant was my family, but also meant my basement, and it meant my garage, and it meant my attic. You know, all these places that collected stuff, right? Some of the stuff could have been good, some of it could have been bad, you know, some of it was good, some of it was like, why do we still have this, you know? So <laughs> you may uh, identify with that. Uh, paint the house, fix the mortar. The timing of, of the Lord was amazing in all of it. He walked us through all of the details. Um, but what was interesting uh, is at that time, he didn't tell us that we were coming to Cleveland. You know, he didn't tell us what was next. So, you know, when we look at that scripture um, in Isaiah, it says, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. This is the message version. And there's a slide for this. Um, it says, be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert, rivers in the badlands. And the, place, the thing that really jumps out to me is I'm making a new road through the desert. You know, it wasn't us that was making a new road. It was God that's making a new road. Oftentimes when he prepares me for something or wants to prepare me for something, I'm asking God, what should I prepare for? And, um, you know, as I was praying this week about what to share, that was really what was impressed on me, was, um, Lord, what should I prepare for, and, and what do you want to say? Well, um, you know, right away I heard, um, get ready, prepare, ready yourselves. That was verbatim what I, what I heard. And I said, why and for what? And he didn't tell me. He didn't tell me what, and what he said, what I believe he said to me was, I have dreams for you. I have dreams for you. And so I want to say to you, each person at Vineyard Cleveland, that God has dreams for you. He has dreams for Vineyard Cleveland. And he may not tell us what those dreams are exactly so we can 
go do it ourselves. But he wants us to trust him every step of the way. And um, so uh, one of the verses that popped out to me this, this week that God was putting in my heart um, was Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, And in the message version, it says, I'll show up and take care of you as I promised and bring you back home. For I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not to abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. So um, that was the picture that I had this week. And so I said, okay, Lord, um, how do I get ready? How do we get ready? How do we prepare ourselves? If you're saying get ready, how do we really get ready? And so let's read Isaiah 43, 18 through 19 one more time. It says, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert, rivers in the badlands. So again, who's making a road through the desert, rivers in in the badlands? God is, right? So I have another slide here. And so the first thing, um, as Jason mentioned, you know, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. If I were to personalize this, you know, the Lord would probably say something like, Jonathan, it's time to put some things to bed. Right? Why do you dwell on former things? Why do you spend time stewing or even celebrating the things that have happened in the past? You know, we can spend a lot of energy even celebrating things in the past. You know, it's good to remember, right? It's good to have good memories. But what I really think the scripture is getting at here is not to dwell on the former things. Dwell equals, you know, um, living, right? You know, we're spending time in that space. We're dwelling there. Don't dwell on the former things. Don't, don't, don't spend the time there. Um, and why? In order to be alert and be present, preparing for what God's going to do. So... In a moment, we'll be walking through an exercise by Ignatius Loyola, and it was adapted for today. I don't know if you, you may have heard something called the daily examine, and people do this number of times during the day to get a sense of the Lord's presence. God, what are you saying? What are you doing? What are the things in my life that you want me to lay down? How am I feeling right now? What are my emotions? You know, that, that sort of thing. And so um, I adapted this more for uh, prayerful reflection of the events of this year to detect God's presence and discern his direction for us. And this is an ancient practice in the church that can help us see God's hand at work in our whole experience. So, um, and really that's speaking to, you know, being alert and seeing God's hand. So I have another slide here and I have a a few things um, there where it says, be still, Give thanks, reflect, pray, and hope. And that's really what we'll be walking through here. So I'm going to invite you. Let's just, let's just invite the Lord's presence. Um, could we just all close our eyes and just invite the Lord um, just to minister to our hearts, to speak to our lives. Um, Lord Jesus, um, Father, Holy Spirit, we welcome your presence. God, we thank you, Lord, for um, coming here on earth so we could be with you. And um, God, we thank you for your, pre- your presence in our lives. Um, we celebrate what we've come out of, just the Emmanuel, God with us. 
coming into earth, Lord. Would you come and come into our lives and break through with your light into the darkness? In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray right now. Amen. So if you want to just keep your eyes closed, you can. If you want to open them, that's fine. But um, let's, let's just move into the be still part. Let's just take a moment. Let's, let's remember what the Lord's done this morning even. God, we thank you for um, just the time of worship, Lord, um, for what you are doing, what you've been speaking to us already, Lord. So we encourage you to become aware of the presence of God with you and in you. Maybe it'll help to say a breath prayer. Um, you know, inhale and say something and then exhale. People do that as a practice. Something like, you are here, Lord, and as you breathe out, and I'm with you. And I'm with you. Come, Holy Spirit. God, we give you thanks for the past year. God, we come in with thankfulness. God, for everything that you've done, how you've seen us through things. And Lord, how you're seeing us through the cold winter months, Lord, as well. Lord, into this moment. God, we thank you, Lord, that you are filling our homes with your love, Lord, and that you don't leave us even in the midst of of, um, hard conversations, disagreements, and family, Lord. Um, God, we just recognize that you've um, done good things in this past year, and so we we welcome um, what you want to bring up to us today. God, we give you thanks. Now, I just want to ask you just to become aware of your emotions. How do you feel right now? Um, What are your thoughts? And uh, if you could, just ask, ask the Lord, how am I coming into the new year? How am I coming into the new year? Where am I right now? Maybe you can name the emotion that you're feeling with the Lord or various ones that you felt over the past few weeks. Okay. Now if you can, just give, give that to the Lord. Give each one to the Lord. Invite him into those emotions and welcome him to turn them toward his ends. The scripture reads in verse 18, Isaiah 43, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Now take a moment, ask the Lord to help identify former things, good or bad, in 2017. Maybe he wants you to lay down something good. Um, Maybe it's a hope that you had um, that really wasn't his hope for you. Even maybe you saw success in that area. Or what the world sees as success. Um, maybe there's a bad thing or a rough experience that you want to lay down. 
Do you have it? Worship team, if you could come on up. I just want to invite you up, if that's possible. Jeff? Mm Mm-hmm. So with that picture of the basement, or maybe of a closet in your house, um, oftentimes the most effective way to clean it is to get everything out, right? To get everything out and maybe sort and make piles, throw away pile, keep, keep pile, give away pile. Um, you know, I had a sense that the Lord was saying, he wants to clean house. He wants to clean house. So maybe that, maybe that resonates with you. Maybe there's a, a sense that the Lord is saying, I want you to give it all for this, for me. And Evan reminded me this week about John Wimber, his quote saying, every advance you want to make in the kingdom will cost you everything to date. Let me read that again. Every advance you want to make in the kingdom will cost you everything to date. I have a sense that there may be a few people that that applies to. Um, does that apply to anyone? Does that, does that resonate in anyone's heart? Anyone? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Okay. So as we move into the hope aspect, um, we'll pray here just before that. But Lord, I just pray that you would spring up, God. You'd spring up inside of us, Lord, and that you'd identify um, these things, Lord, that um, would bring hope, God, um, to what we're moving into, Lord, for the new year. So, Lord, would you help us? Um, would you take the things that you've put on our heart, and would you first, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you'd wipe those away. God, you'd wipe away the former things the things that you want to wash away for each person today. We just hand them over to you, Jesus. We say, come, Lord. Come, do your new thing in our lives. We invite you, Jesus, Lord, to come. God, we thank you for your presence. We trust you. We trust you with that. And we look, hopefully, toward the next year. You know, we have expectation. And the Lord says in verse 19, See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. All right. I think at this time, um, I'd like to invite Sarah up. She's going to lead us into communion. She does so wonderfully. And so, um, say, Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Amen.